At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you back with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition, yes, after one game in all of five days, we're finally back to a more normal schedule. Hornets on night one of the back-to-back, welcoming in the Brooklyn Nets, in case you missed it on our Previous edition of the HHC for the off day, we had a great conversation with Isaiah Thomas, the recent signing here with the Hornets. Talk about his path through the NBA and what he's expecting and hoping to contribute here with Charlotte. Definitely encourage you to go back through the archives and check that one out. But we're going to have another great conversation here today with Will Kunkel. He is the sports director for Fox Charlotte, the host of Charlotte Sports Live. We're going to talk about the general fan scene for Charlotte sports here in the Queen City. Recent edition of Power Rankings and, of course, preview tonight's game. But let's welcome Will Kunkel back here to the Hornets Hivecast. Will, how are you? I'm good. It's good to see you ran out of gas. Thank you. (laughs) You know, as the host of a podcast yourself, sometimes the intro is the hardest part to get through. Indeed it is. You nailed it. So thank you. I appreciate it. We're glad to have you. You, last weekend, we had, of course, the Hornets taking on the Spurs. Great atmosphere, great game at Spectrum Center. But simultaneously, 74,000 of your closest friends over at the Charlotte FC opener. And it just got me to thinking how great it is right now to be here in Charlotte where you can have close to 100,000 people in Uptown at sporting events simultaneously creating these great atmospheres, great spectacles spectacles for sports. What was it like over there at Charlotte FC? And just generally speaking, in your time here in Charlotte, how does the fan support for Charlotte sports in general and the Hornets specifically compare to when you first arrived? So I was actually at the combine. So unfortunately, like I had serious FOMO 
to that Charlotte FC game, but I watched it intently. I watched the RCSL FC pre-match show, and then I watched the match itself when I was in Indy over at Harry Nizzi's, of course. Shout out. And my gosh, like it was the coolest thing ever. I couldn't help but think, unfortunately, if you're a Panther player, you got to be like, you got, you kidding me? You kidding me? This is what it looks like for a soccer match. Can we get that for a football game? But it was a zoo, and Alexi Lawless, who was on our pre-match show, was saying it, the energy was electric. Miguel Angel Ramirez, after the match as well, said it was insane. He's never seen anything like that in his life. I had never seen a crowd like that for soccer in America before, and that makes sense because it's the largest MLS crowd ever, and the fan base in Charlotte is itching. They are itching for a winner. So if anybody could be good and anybody can show up and get some wins when we need them, like the fans are dying for a win right now. I agree with you. I think the fans here in Charlotte, combination of you know maybe a little bit of a lull for the overall spot in the standings for some of the Charlotte franchises, plus the pandemic taking sports attendance away entirely uh, has created this vacuum that the fans are, are just waiting for someone to step into, and it feels like the Hornets are the team that is there. The, the Panthers are, are trying to work their way to a winner right now. Charlotte FC is an expansion franchise. Great opening night atmosphere, but to say that we're expecting a championship from an expansion franchise I think is a bit aggressive but the Hornets right now even though they're in the the building faces of something special you've got your all-star in LaMelo Ball you've got this young exciting team and the crowds have been given something special each and every night whether or not it's a win there's always excitement going on at Spectrum Center and I've said that for a while that the Hornets whether they win or lose in previous years I said it on your podcast too they've always been entertaining you know, since this new regime kind of came in, they've, they've been fun to watch. They play above the rim, they play pass, they share the ball. Then this year they were winning, and they really brought some serious, serious hope to the franchise and the, to the city. I mean, we saw several sellouts this season, something that we have not seen in a really long time. And unfortunately, they had a really bad February going 2-10. and 10, And what really stinks is that the fan base is like, well, here we go again, and I hope. I pray that Gordon Hayward can get healthy because I think that is their absolute key. As much as fans unnecessarily rip on him for no reason, you see how important he is. So if he can get healthy and they start winning again, again, this fan base is dying for a competitive team in this town because it's not the Panthers and the Charlotte FC deal, like you mentioned, expansion team. So it's going to be a party. It's going to be a social atmosphere, kind of like the Knights are, you know, on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Everyone goes to kind of have some beers and have some fun, but not to watch a winning product necessarily, but that's where the Hornets have such an opportunity to capitalize on. That winning product might be here now. It's been a really good start to March. I think overall, since the All-Star break, things have been going in a positive direction for this franchise. If you're looking in recent Charlotte history, you don't see a lot of playoff opportunities for the fans to really come out and support the team. Charlotte Hornets might have the first postseason game here in Charlotte since 2016, whether that's hosting a play-in tournament game or hopefully getting to host playoff games as well. What do you think the atmosphere will be like? I don't know if we can expand Spectrum Center to fit 74,000 people in here to break that record, but I'm sure however many we could get in the building, it will be a lot of fun. It could be a zoo. Like if they went to the playoffs, the place would be nuts. And you know what the coolest thing is, and this is it's not a knock because we have a transplant city, so I understand it, and the Panthers are a young franchise. But the coolest thing about Charlotte FC, and I want to mention this, is that 
99% of the fans were Charlotte FC fans. It was not like 70-30 or 60-40 like we see way too often the Celtics, Knicks, Bulls, Heat, or whoever are in town. But if we get in the playoffs, I'm hoping that we can get those fools and those fans out and everybody takes over Spectrum Center. That's the idea. Hornets, a great atmosphere. Should be a great one tonight. If you want tickets to see the Hornets take on the Nets or maybe tomorrow for the Hornets versus Celtics, go to Hornets.com. All right, coming up next with Will Kunkel, Fox Charlotte Sports Director and the host of Charlotte Sports Live nightly here on Queen City News in the Queen City. We're going to talk power rankings. How do the Hornets stack up against the rest of the NBA? That's next here on the Hornets Hivecast. I'm not anti-aging. I'm pro-looking my best. Getting cosmetic surgery at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates has me looking young again and filled with the confidence I need to take on the day. From Botox to rhinoplasty to facelifts, Senta offers facial plastic surgery from specially trained eye and ENT doctors who are familiar with how all parts of the face work. Feel like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. It just makes sense. Sam Farber here with you on the HHC. We're joined by Will Kunkel, the sports director for Fox Charlotte and host of Charlotte Sports Live nightly here on Queen City News, your Fox affiliate in the Queen City. Will, it's time to talk power rankings. Hornets have had an an up and down last month or so of the season. The down part really most of the month of February with some key injuries and a really bad shooting slump for the entire squad. But since the All-Star break, things seem to be on the rise. On the power rankings side, where do you see the Hornets stacking up in the hierarchy of the top 30 of the NBA today? Gosh, February is so ingrained in my mind and that Spurs game was a lot closer than I would have liked. I got them about 18 is the highest right now is kind of where I got them at this moment because I got to see them string things together versus fall into some luck and depending where you want to put the net I think the Nets game will be an important metric in that like that tier of teams I think tonight. Your accuracy is on point. We're going with the Athletics Power Rankings for today, and they have the Hornets at number 19 right now, uh, down one from 18. I'm a little surprised that they're down, considering Charlotte's been playing reasonably well. The shooting has been really good, I think, overall since the All-Star break, and they were able to clean up the rebounding issues as well as the defensive issues that kind of reared their ugly heads a couple of times since the All-Star break, but uh, your, your accuracy is on point, my friend. The reason I think we're kind of in sync is that I'm nervous to say that the win over Cleveland, the win over San Antonio is a new trend, or is it a blip? Because when you go 2-10, and 10, that's a trend. So you tend to say that's who you are versus March. They're obviously 2-0, and and they have a chance to go 3-0 and after the next game. But is that a blip or is that a trend? I hope it's a trend, but I think it's just too early. Because if it's a trend, then you can move them up to 16 and 15 and that round. Because their ceiling for a team that is in this tier right now is as high as anyone else's ceiling. Because this tier is like the Lakers, Hawks, Nets. Nets is obviously very high, but they're just obviously a weird team. Raptors, Clippers, I think the Hornets' ceiling is as high as any of those teams if they're healthy and playing well. Well, again, well, you said the team should be 18 right now in the rankings. Uh, the Athletic is the one we're going with today for today's power rankings. They said number 19. Before we make you pick who the Hornets should be ahead of, I, I do think this is a little surprising. I think it's a little low because even though power rankings are supposed to be a snapshot in time, you know, how do you think teams would fare head-to-head against each other? I do think the overall story of the season 
postseason matters. And you look at some of the teams ahead of the Hornets, they're squads that are 10, 15 games in some cases below 500 right now and really buried in the standings. So, yeah, it's great that they're playing better, but I would personally have the Hornets ahead of some of these squads just because Charlotte is going to go to the play-in tournament barring a collapse here late in the season, and some of these teams uh, still have a lot of work to do to get there. But that said, uh, let's do this exercise. We like to do it with you. It's one thing to say, oh, the the squad should be top 18. It's another one you have to move someone down. So we're going to make you move someone down. Here are the three teams the Athletic has directly ahead of the Hornets. I need you to tell me which one Charlotte should have been listed ahead of in your own personal power rankings. Your choices, the New Orleans Pelicans, who the Hornets are going to see twice in the remainder of the season, the Toronto Raptors, who the Hornets have beaten recently, and the Atlanta Hawks, who Charlotte is basically tied with right now in the Eastern Conference standings. Which one of those three should the Hornets be ahead of and why? Pelicans. Pelicans are 10 games under 500. In what world do the Hornets not get ahead of the Pelicans in their power rankings? It's a very fair question. I think you know the reality is New Orleans has been playing better basketball. They are four and one since the All Star break. So that that's probably the reason, and it's also the reason why I think fans might be a little bit more nervous about the remaining schedule, having two matchups with the Pelicans, even though on paper, yes, they are a team well below 500. and you look a little closer at some of their wins since the All-Star break, uh, they've beaten Sacramento, they've beaten the Lakers, but they've also beaten Phoenix and Utah, so they're, they're, they're playing reasonably well right now. Yeah, fine, they're playing well again. It goes back to my last point. Is it a trend or is it a blip? It's five games. The Hornets had a bad entire month, but they've had an overall much better season, and we know what they are when they're healthy. So if Hayward can get healthy, then it changes the team. And seven of their next nine games are at home. So that bodes well for the Hornets as well. I like them significantly better than the Pelicans. I like them better than the Lakers. I think the Lakers are a joke. If they weren't from Los Angeles, they wouldn't be anywhere near the power rankings. And I still think the Raptors are a better team, though. Fair enough. That's the power rankings, according to Will Kunkel. He'd slide the Hornets ahead of New Orleans. Those two will square off in New Orleans uh, in less than a week here. We'll be heading down there uh, to see the Hornets versus the Pelicans. But coming up tonight, Charlotte hosting the Brooklyn Nets. We're going to preview that matchup for you next after this quick break on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Sam Farber and Will Kunkel, the sports director for Fox Charlotte and the host of Charlotte Sports Live nightly here in the Queen City, here with us to preview tonight's matchup against the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn, a really difficult team, I think, to prepare for and to try and figure out what they're going to bring because you don't know what the roster is going to look like on a nightly basis. That was the truth before the James Harden trade to Philadelphia that brought back Ben Simmons and some really good role players like like Seth Curry, of course, that went back to Brooklyn in that deal. Even with that, Kevin Durant has just started to play again. Kyrie Irving should be available for tonight's game, but he's still not available at home. How long is that going to last? We don't know. It's an interesting Brooklyn team, to say the least, Will. Yeah, I'd much rather play them at home at their place, which is crazy. That way Kyrie can't play because when he's on the court, I don't think I've ever seen anybody that has the ability to be on and again, off again the court and still put up the numbers that he does. It's 
so impressive. With that said, the Nets have been anything than impressive. So the Hornets have a, a very good shot against this Nets team, depending which one shows up, which is so weird. Yeah, to your point, most teams are better at home than the road, or at least even Brooklyn. It's the opposite. They're five games under 500 at home. Almost the same thing, over 500 on the road. Overall, it's a team that's been struggling. You go back to January 21st, they were 29-16, and one of the top records in the Eastern Conference at the time. Since then, they have gone 3 and 17. The bottom has almost fallen out of this thing as they have slid down to a tie with the Hornets right now in the standings, and we'll see which team emerges ahead tonight. So as we look at the contest, Will, I need a player to watch for each team as well as a stat to watch. You give me one from each category. I'll follow along and have to pick something different from you. So where do you want to start, with a Brooklyn Net, a Charlotte Hornet, or with the stat to watch for the game? I'll start with the Nets, and I and I know this is a little bit of a cop-out, but Kevin Durant, because if it's not him, who is it? If it's not going to be Kevin Durant, who shows up to play? I know we were talking about Kyrie Irving, but everything moves through Durant, and he's arguably the best player in the world right now. It is hard to argue, and since he's come back, uh, the, the team's at least had that fixture in their offense that can be the, the reliable scoring option. It's hard to find the guy that really is the key to victory for Brooklyn. I'm looking at the bench and I'm looking at Bruce Brown. He's a guy who's not a big household name by any stretch, but you look at his scoring lines when he does well, the team tends to to follow suit. And that makes sense because it's a star-driven team that needs other guys to show up to help make those big numbers for guys like Kevin Durant and when he's available Kyrie Irving stand up. So you look at, you know, Bruce Brown when he's gone for 15, 16, 19 points, those types of nights, the team tends to perform a lot better. So since you took the obvious answer in Kevin Durant, I had to find someone else. Uh, Kyrie Irving, he's clearly one of the best in the world, but I think if you're really looking for Brooklyn to score a win, some third player has to step in there. And with Ben Simmons unavailable for tonight, I'm going to say Bruce Brown is one of those guys you got to keep an eye on. Yeah, I don't want to throw in there, and I hate that I'll do this because I don't think he's a great player anymore, but Andre Drummond, only because he's going against Mason Plumlee and the Hornets. If he is able to put together a big-time double-double, and we've seen what the base can do against the Hornets, that's a guy to keep an eye on. Just hopefully he doesn't go off on something. Uh, where do you want to go next? Stat to watch or Hornet to watch for this one? How about stats to watch? And I have a feeling it could. if it's a close game, these free throws are a big-time worry for me because the Hornets are the 27th-ranked team in the NBA. The Nets are the 6th. That could be your difference down the stretch, and they were so good against the Spurs, it's almost like we're going to have a stat correction, and hopefully it doesn't happen tonight in a close game, but that's the stat for me, free throw percentage. Yeah, the Hornets basically fixed that stat against San Antonio. They were perfect in the fourth quarter. LaMelo Ball, 6-for-6. Cody Martin, 4-for-4. Everything was working uh, the other night against the Spurs in in crunch time or otherwise, particularly from the free throw line. Uh, I like that stat. It it, it is true. I think if you look at the overall season, that's certainly a glaring difference between the two teams and a weakness for the most part for the Hornets. But if you focus it down to since the All-Star break, there's a similar one that goes the Hornets' way, and that is their overall defense. Brooklyn 1-5 since the All-Star break and their defense has been bad. Defensive rating since the All-Star break, 29th out of 30 teams. The Hornets are 7th. But I want to find a stat that's a, a little easier to quantify. So the one I'm looking at is opponents 
fast break points. Charlotte is pretty solid in that regard. They like to play with pace, so they they do give up a couple extra uh, fast break points just because they themselves are trying to turn up the tempo. So when you make it that fast, you're just going to allow some opportunities to the opposition that would naturally occur in the game. But Brooklyn, I don't know if it's the fact that they're a slightly older team or whatever it is, uh, but since the All-Star break, they've been very poor in preventing the opposition from scoring in the fast break. They've allowed 18-plus points per game in that time window third most behind only Portland and the L.A. Lakers. So I think that's a a category that really benefits the Hornets because they like to play fast to begin with. The fact that Brooklyn has struggled in that department bodes well for the Hornets. I like that. I like that a lot, and I like that because it's one of those stats that you can kind of keep an eye on and see how the game flow is going as well. Last but not least, give me a Hornet to watch. Gosh, I feel like this has been the toughest one to pick only because you never necessarily know who and why. Like LaMelo Ball, usually the team goes as he goes, but he had a terrible game against, I believe it was the Cavs, and they played their best game. I'm going to go Kelly Oubre because I love when he comes off the bench and he's good, he just adds that X factor to this team. He gives them that depth that they are so desperate for. That's their best asset. It's their depth, and especially without Gordon Hayward, Kelly Oubre having a big game needs to. I like him a lot, especially against a Brooklyn team that, that as we mentioned before, is a little top-heavy. I mean, when you the, the price you pay when you add world-class superstars who are amongst the best, not just in this generation, but any, it's that you don't have the flexibility in your payroll to send some more money down the line. So you can get guys who are near the end of their careers and are, are maybe chasing rings to a certain ex- extent, um, but they're not going to have the the fresh legs of a Kelly Oubre who's still in the prime of his career. Uh, so there's an opportunity there for Kelly uh, to have another big game, and he has been shooting the rock really well as of late. I'm going to take the other guy you mentioned. I'm going to take LaMelo, and, and I would push back a little bit. I, I know the Cleveland game was not good in terms of amount of time he could be on the floor due to foul trouble. And, and that's definitely a concern. You, it, you're not much good to your team if you can't be out there on the floor more than eight minutes, which is essentially what LaMelo played in that game. But I think even the eight minutes he was out there, he played relatively well. He was a positive in the plus minus. He had four assists against just one turnover. It was just a matter of, for whatever reason, that day he caught the official's eye a lot earlier and a lot more often than he typically does. But I think generally speaking, since the All-Star break, we've really seen some good performances here from LaMelo Ball. He's gone for 24 points twice, including the other night against San Antonio. He has been perfect from the free throw line since the All-Star break. That is a very good sign. He has shot 37% or better from three in three of those five games. And a reminder, one of them, he barely played, so hard to really get in a rhythm when you only take one shot from beyond the arc. That's kind of a did he make it or did he miss it type of situation. He missed it against Cleveland, but generally speaking, he's shooting well. He's distributing well. The turnovers, for the most part, have come down. I think he's playing some of his best basketball right now, and this is still an opportunity. I agree with you from earlier. Gordon Hayward is a guy to watch for if the Hornets are going to make any kind of run in the playoffs, they're going to need him. But in terms of getting there, this is an opportunity for LaMelo Ball to put some of the lessons he's learned early in his young career into place and show what he can do as even more of the focal point, more of the leader of this franchise. All right, I'm here for it, and I dig that, and I agree with you. I just think that he needs to not be the leading scorer. He is his best, and the team is at their best when he gets everyone else involved. So if he does that, that means Miles plays well. That means Terry plays well. That means LaMelo plays well. And if Kelly plays well, 
we win by 30 tonight. How about that? I, I love it. I love it. And and that's truly where the Hornets are now. I mean, there, there will hopefully come a time where LaMelo Ball is the Kevin Durant, so to speak, of the league, and there's even more attention on him. And, and I think he's built for that kind of role. But right now, to your point, the strength of this team is the depth of this team. They are are as capable as any squad in the NBA of looking eight, nine guys down the bench and saying that person could score 20 tonight, whether it's Montrez Harrell or Kelly Oubre or even now Isaiah Thomas. You can look down that bench and say that guy could either not play a single minute or maybe score 20. I don't know. And that's the strength of the Hornets. I really like your point that the Nets are top-heavy. So if you can get you know inferior players on the court against superior players with the Hornets on the, on the spell guys, you know, the second string guys, that's where we can pull away. And that's not that hasn't been said about the Hornets in recent memory because if Kemba wasn't on the court and those stars weren't on the court, then they were it was significantly worse product. And that changed kinda when Tony Parker came in, he was able to slow things down a little bit and and manage that. And this year, for the first time in a long time, it's that bench that really I don't want to say carries the team, but definitely mitigates that that loss when you when you go to the bench for sure. Definitely a different era, a different style of Hornets basketball these days, and a very entertaining one. Hopefully we'll have a packed house tonight for Hornets versus Nets, as well as tomorrow for Hornets versus Celtics. Tickets are available at Hornets.com. And after you've made your way home after the game, make sure you tune in to Charlotte Sports Live. Will Kunkel will, of course, no doubt, have all the highlights of what will hopefully be a Hornets win tonight. Will, thanks as always for joining us here today on the Hornets Hivecast. Man, I appreciate you. Thank you for having me on. And hopefully next time we talk on here, we're in the playoffs. How about that? I love it. Sounds like a plan. Will Kunkel, sports director for Fox Charlotte and host of Charlotte Sports Live. Thanks, as always, for joining us here today on the Hornets Hivecast. A reminder, we will have our breakdown edition of tonight's game for tomorrow's edition of the HHC, as well as a preview of the matchup against the Boston Celtics. It'll be a two-Sams edition of the Hornets Hivecast with Sam Purley of Hornets.com joining me here on the HHC. Till then, with thanks to Will Kunkel for joining us for today's edition. Rob Longo, our producer, for putting it all together. And most of all, to all of you for tuning in. I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. And we'll talk to you tomorrow right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.